This is Real Hoops, Real Talk with Brandy and Nash. And we're going to talk about on this podcast the opinions, unbiased or biased, about the current state of the NBA as we see it. into it. First thing we're going to talk about uh, is our thoughts on the All-Star game. Uh, I'll go right into it. I think overall, I think um, it was an, a success. I was kind of skeptical on it. I know a lot of players didn't want to play in the All-Star game, um, but I think as the game was played and the events, the players start opening up to it and they start getting into it. And it actually was pretty good. The game wasn't one of the better games that I've seen, but it was it was entertaining. What, what you think? I ain't gonna lie. I didn't watch it. <laughs> I didn't watch it. I wasn't interested, man. Ladies I'm gentlemen. sorry. I wasn't interested. Like, it I just have to didn't... apologize to my partner. <laughs> we are supposed to be your <laughs> basketball NBA content. Man, so that's dereliction on her I, part. I wasn't interested. I tried to be. I tried to watch the three point contest, and I watched the skills challenge. So was, what was your, what was your favorite? The only thing I did watch in full was the skills challenge. I watched the full thing on that, and I saw a little bit of the three point contest. I just it didn't it didn't keep my interest. Why? It was boring. Even though I did say Curry was gonna win three point contest, he won. You called it. Yeah, but it's just it's just not the same, man. It's, Without the crowd. I don't know if it was the crowd. I don't know what it was, but I just it didn't keep my interest. I just wasn't interested. I tell you the pros, the pros of it. I think um, Steph got a little bit of his respect back. Because people start falling in love about how incredible of a player he is. And I'm also glad that they're putting the spotlight on Dame, too. Yep. I think Dame and Steph should have been co-MVPs. I understood why they gave it to Giannis because, you know, he's 16 for 16. But let's be real. Nobody was playing defense. You had a... a Clear path to the goal every time. So why didn't nobody else go sixteen for sixteen then? Did but, nobody else do it? Because I mean, we remember. Remember, we said this in the last episode, and that's why I had. Remember, I had Giannis as possibly my dark horse to win MVP. Yeah, I, I said that. I said because Giannis is the only player that is going to play this game like it's a real game. He's he wants to make the point that I am Giannis. Giannis. I can't call Giannis an intention seeker because he's not, but he wants it to be known that, hey, I'm here. I am that guy. And so he's going to play to his strengths. His strengths is to going to the goal, to the basket. Um, But the incredible stuff Dame and Steph were doing. Hey, what about Embiid and Simmons? Couldn't even play. Couldn't even play. So that put a damper on it too. And let's just say Embiid was out there. That changes things because Embiid is competitive too, and he's gonna clog that. He's gonna clog that middle. I bet it have been some blacks. I'm not saying that they was gonna go all out, but Giannis probably wouldn't have went 16 for 16 if some other players was playing. 
Who knows? He went 16 for 16. So you justifying him winning the MVP? Yeah, he deserved it. Yeah, I, okay, yeah and I just said that, so I'm not going to say yeah, he contradict myself. I, I wanted my pick, Dame. Dame deserved it, too. Yeah, I said Steph and Dame deserved yeah, to call MVP. But, you know, if you're going 16 for 16, he had like 10 rebounds, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's, it's hard to not give somebody like that an MVP. Mm-hmm. It's just hard. Because if Curry went 16 for 16 and, and, and Giannis and Dane could have been a co-MVP, you would have been all up. If Curry went 16 for 16, you would have loved it. But let me ask you a question, though. What were people talking about after the game? Curry and Dane. Thank you. That's cool, though. I'm, I'm here what for, the, do you, what I'm here do for you, the Dane talk. What do you remember about the All-Star game? I didn't watch it. I'm talking about what, what, what you saw in the highlights. Curry and Dane. Yeah. When I sat there and I watched the clips of ESPN and all these other um, sports medias, they didn't show Giannis. They showed Curry and Dane. Curry and Dane shooting from 40. And then they were discussing whether it should be four-point shots because them two are the only two guys that can shoot consistently from half court. So, yeah, co-MVPs, in my opinion, so I'm not going to sit here and just force my opinion on y'all. But, yes, Curry and Dame should have been co-MVPs. But yeah, They could have, but they didn't. So. Well, you ain't even watching, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> All right, so, um... We're getting ready to, the, the, it's the second half of the season. Um, this trade deadline is coming up. Um, who makes big moves uh, in this trade deadline? What, what what can you see happening? I say all contenders are going to make moves. You know what? I say everybody in the NBA pretty much going to try to make some type Seven, of move, okay. whether it's getting a free agent from a buyout, whether it's a trade. I think every team that has a chance to make the playoffs, I feel like they trying they gonna try to make a move and they don't have too much longer. They got what a week yeah, coming up. Trade deadline is uh the end of this month. Like we just had a OKC trade to Detroit. You know you gonna get something small from each team that's like in a contention for the playoffs, in my opinion. I think the uh covenant prize right now is uh Andre Drummond. Drummond. Everybody's waiting to see where he's going. Some people well, are they trying to trade him. But if they can't trade him, they're going to buy him out. So that may not be until after March the 25th. So if he get bought out, it, I think it's between the Lakers, Clippers, and the Knicks. I, I heard something about Phoenix. Now, yeah, if Phoenix yeah. get, the, get him, yeah. that can be a game changer. And guess who else is available? Who? LaMarcus Aldridge. And Cousins. And I've been hearing Kyle Lowry, too. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely trying to trade him. So... Who knows? I mean, this is going to be kind of like an arms race. I know whether you Laker fans want to hear this or not, they're sweating over there because, like I said, you don't know, AD's still out. And they got a little longer. And they ain't giving him no timetable when he's coming back. And see, like I said on the last episode, He's coming back. That's going to be well over two months since this man's played basketball. 
He's going either either he's going to play in the playoffs and he's not going to be a hundred percent, or he's going to be rusty in his hell and not really be a factor. So I think the Lakers are going to try to to make a big move. I heard that Minnesota really want John Collins. Like, they really, really want him. I mean, Minnesota ain't making the playoffs. Yeah. But I guess for the future. But they say that he, they really want John Collins. Mm. I can, uh, what, ain't Anthony Towns, he a power forward or a center? Carl Anthony Towns? Yeah. No, he's a center. He's a center? Yeah, he's okay. straight up center. Yeah. Well, that'll... I don't know if it'll work. I mean, they been, they get people and it don't work. I, okay. They need to blow their whole team we, up. We talked about Minnesota. But, Honestly, Minnesota need to go to Seattle. I, I think it's just the city of Minnesota probably just doesn't need a basketball team. Okay. I know it's going to piss somebody off, off um, that's listening to this. But really, when you think Minnesota, you don't think nothing about basketball. I've been said since the Seattle Supersonics left Seattle, that they should have been put a basketball team back in Seattle. Yeah. I mean, that'll be a nice change. They need something. Because they, they, they got the talent. And there's no way they should only be – they won eight games so far. There's no way Minnesota they should only have eight games that they won. Yeah. The, the, the Minnesota's not it. I, I don't know. Um, what, what else I was hearing? Um, I'm missing something. Oh, I heard – the Rockets was trying to go at a hero in Miami. Now, I don't know how accurate that is, and I don't know what the reasons are. The Rockets are a dumpster fire right now anyway. You got P.J. Tucker. He wants to leave. Eric Gordon is out six to eight weeks. And that threw me for a loop because I didn't even know he was injured. First of all, they had their chance to get him. When they, they had the chance, they let James Harden go where he want to go, which I still don't agree with. But they had their chances. Who they going to give up now? Who they got? The only star they got is Woods, and they ain't giving him. And Oda Depot? Why, why would oh, they, oh, why would they take him for one year? I bet you they trade Victor O. They, they're definitely going to trade him because he turned down that extension. Yeah. So he's, he's gone. But why would Miami do that? Quote, unquote, their up-and-coming star for probably a rental. For a year, like why would they? I just something they do that I heard out there. I don't know how. Often. I heard that too. We'll do. We'll do the. We'll do the uh, research on that and get back with y'all on that. But uh, this this trade deadline is gonna be interesting. Yeah. I think if if Drummond gets bought out and go to Brooklyn, hey, I'm gonna say it right now. Brooklyn gonna be your champion. Oh yeah, it's over because they already playing their ass off. Now if he gets, now if he go to the Lakers. They're kind of even the scales, and I can go ahead and put the uh, Lakers in the finals. I ain't gonna say even because if AD come back and he back to being AD, and you got Drummond, the Lakers got it. Okay. The Lakers, whoever get Drummond between, I say, the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Nets, I'm gonna say they got what about it. Phoenix. Oh, well, Phoenix. See, well, you see, you were sleeping on Phoenix last night because I told you this, I'm, still, I'm not sleeping on it because I knew they was going to be good, but even if they uh, get drumming, I've been saying they were going to be I said they were going to be a legitimate threat, and you didn't see it. But if they get drumming, maybe they can be a threat, but I still don't see them coming out the, out the Western Conference Finals. I still just don't. Phoenix Suns in the Finals. Somebody going to be left They don't even sound right. You got three teams. You got Utah, Lakers, or four teams, Phoenix and the Clippers. So of two course. of them gonna get left out. So that's it, gonna be pretty it, good. It all depends on the drumming. That's what it depends on. Where he goes. 
he going to change the whole thing wherever he goes. Because like I said, he averaging 18 to 15. Like, you don't have too many bigs that's doing it. And he giving you two, almost two blocks a game. And his defense is, is outstanding. So, so it's, it's like, <laughs> whoever get him, I'm telling you right now, they're going to the finals. Unless it's Phoenix. I just, even if Phoenix get him, I, I don't know. I just don't see them going to the finals. What's your thoughts on the impact of Blake Griffin going to Brooklyn? He going to give them a solid 12, 14 points. Okay. They need another score. So. It's going to solidify that bench, huh? He, you think he coming off the bench? He should. Mm. He should. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna help him out. Um, can he stay? He right now. I saw him on the bench yesterday. He ain't even playing. Like, yeah. is he hurt? Like, so that's, what I'm saying. that's the only thing yeah. he can't. He don't know how to stay healthy. Yeah. If he knew how to stay healthy, then I'd be like, okay, yeah, yeah. But that's why I think he need to come off the bench because he's playing less minutes and have more of an impact in shorter spurts of the game. Yeah, and he gonna like I said, he gonna give him two of the fourteen points a game. So that's gonna be decent for him. So I like to do this and I think it's a perfect time to do it because you can't wait up until playoff time to make your predictions because it, it, it can't be more of a of a prophecy if you just wait up until you know playoff time to make your, your predictions. So we're gonna do it now, ladies and gentlemen. So uh predict your eight teams in the West and the East that will make the playoffs. And I'll let you start off with the East. Who you got? I got the Nets number one, Sixers number two, Boston, Bucks, Knicks number five, ladies and gentlemen. Knicks will make the playoffs. Knicks number five, yes. I got the Heat number six, the Pacers number seven, and number eight, I kind of Hornets, Hawks, Wizards. I kind of got a three-way. I don't. Because it's they, a play-in, too. Yeah, that's why I said that. So, I got them three teams as possible making the AFC. So, you you don't have Charlotte as a as a, as a, as a they playing, lock? They playing good, but Pacers just got LeVert back. Yeah. So, I'm, I, the Pacers is a lot. Okay. With him, they're a lot. Okay. So, it's kind of hard to say yay for Charlotte. But I give them their, their run-in for that number eight seed. So I'm going to switch it to the West. And I have uh, one is, I think Utah will remain at number one. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say right now, I'll have Phoenix remaining number two. Clippers will leapfrog the Lakers to be number three. Lakers will be four. Um, Portland and Denver. You can pick which one is going to be the fifth seed. That, I think that's going to be interchangeable. But I'll, I'll go ahead and put Denver at five, Portland at six. I think the Spurs fall out of the playoffs. I think Dallas moves up to seven. And I think Golden State uh, end up making the playoffs at eight. Okay. Uh, my play-in teams will probably be Memphis and the Spurs, but they won't make the playoffs. And so that'll be my eight teams in the West. Okay, I was kind of similar. Um, I got Utah number one, Clippers number two, Phoenix number three, Lakers number four, Denver Trailblazers, Mavs seven, and for number eight I got Spurs, Warriors, and Pelicans. Okay. I just I really don't know. I I really don't know 
who gonna make the eight seed? So. And and for the East, I'll have Brooklyn. They're gonna take over the number one spot, especially since Embiid is down for a couple of weeks. Um, I also think Milwaukee is gonna take over that number two spot. I think fin- uh, Philly finishes at three. Uh, I'll have Boston at four, Miami at five. I will have New York making as a lock in the playoffs at seven. Then your eight seeds is either going to be Charlotte, um, the Pacers, and Atlanta. They're going to be fighting for the eight seed. But I ultimately think, and I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to go with this. Ultimately, we think that LaMelo Ball is going to lead them to the eighth seed and make the playoffs. I can't disagree with that. That boy's showing his ass. I, I He's can't, a legitimate star. I, I can't disagree with that. Michael Jordan finally did something right. Finally. Finally. <laughs> finally. <laughs> All right, so this topic right here, because, and the only reason why I'm bringing this up, LeBron fans, because... I'm going to put my hater hat on since I got a couple of listeners be up here talking about I'm a hater. But <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've been looking at on other groups and and I've seen it on other platforms. Now they want to compare to who, who had more help. Is the 2021 Brooklyn Nets, did KD have more help now than LeBron did when he went to Miami? So we're going to talk about that. And I don't care if you like it or not, Hey, um, but we're going to give our opinions on this. Go ahead. Well, so we can really just go off by LeBron's first season to KD's first season. But KD had more help, okay? Let me tell you why. Okay. So LeBron's first season, he had, the one, of course, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, Udonis Haslam, old-ass Mike Bibby, old-ass Eddie House, old-ass Jamal McGlure, Mike Miller. Like, he didn't, compared to what the Nets have, Harden, Kyrie, you got, uh, Sp- oh, you can't really say Spencer Dillon. Because he, you, I guess you can. You got Jeff Green. You got uh, Bruce Brown. That boy, Bruce Brown, that boy, that boy got a shot on him. Uh, who else they got? Uh, Blake Griffin. You know, he haven't played yet. But compared to the roster and it just on paper, KD has the, the most help. Because LeBron's first season, he had old-ass players. Like, who wasn't in their prime. Like, he had some scrubs. Mike Bibby was a scrub. Jamal McGlure. <laughs> when he was with – when he was, wow. no, not – I'm not saying his as a That's career – I'm saying when he was when he was with Miami, he was a scrub. He wasn't the Mike Bibby from Sacramento. Yeah, he's not the Mike Bibby from Sacramento. And Jamal McGlure wasn't the Jamal. That he, that you have but he, on the but team. it wasn't. It, it's not compared to what the Nets have. It just wasn't compared. I'm sorry, the Nets have way more help than what Miami had. Period. I, did, I disagree, <laughs> and I'm gonna say I'm gonna tell you why. I want let's let's stop this notion that when D when when LeBron went to Miami, D Wade was just garbage. Oh, uh, I didn't say that. No, I know oh, you okay. didn't say that, but a lot of these Braun fans out here say this, and that is the furthest thing from the truth. Yeah, that's not true. Plus, Chris Bosh 
came fresh off of All-Star, and he was the leader up in Toronto. He just didn't want to be in Toronto. He was a, wasn't he a, a 20-plus point guy? He was a 2010 dude. 2010 yeah. dude. So let's, let's, let's stop it. Plus, Bosch had played defense. You had another. I'm, I, I'm, I'm more. Everybody factuated on scoring. I'm looking at more of the defensive side. That team uh, in Miami had a lot of defensive players. They had a lot of veteran savvy. And they had a Hall of Famer that he was already playing with that already won championships. You have, yes. Is Harden an incredible player? Of course he is. Probably one-on-one. He's probably one of the best isolation scorers ever to play this game. I'm giving him that. But what is Harden's Achilles heel? He doesn't show up in big games. LeBron, what was the whole reason why you went to Miami, LeBron? Because you don't show up when it's time to close. Because you can't close. So you went to D-Wade, who knows how to close. Don't look at me like that. (laughs) Man, listen. But I'm telling you, it's the truth, though, right? Okay, listen. Okay, so check this out. So who's who's better, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, LeBron, or KD, Harden, well, or Kyrie? Ain't better than none of them players. Okay, so just so just off of that alone, they got the most. But just off of that three alone, okay, they got the most talent. Focusing on the names, they got the most talent. Kyrie, before he started playing with with LeBron. Who was checking for Kyrie? We he, was on a, he was on a week. Okay, he just no, got drafted. Okay, but still. He just got drafted. When did he turn into a star? He was going to turn to one regardless. How, he, how you feel? Bro, he just got drafted. He was, in, he was in the league like one, it was like one year. After Let me the tell you why you, don't, why you don't know if he would have turned into a star. Because Kyrie, we gave Le, uh, Kyrie his own team when he went to Boston. And he clearly wasn't the leader. He didn't want to be the well, I'm sorry, Kyrie. He didn't want to be but there. why you said that you wanted to go there, and then when you go there, you act like you have a damn attitude problem. You can't leave. Because he's talking to other dudes. Yeah, because Tatum is the leader of that team. Smart, they're the leaders of that team. It had nothing to do with Kyrie. I'm trying to tell you, it's a reason why these players linked up together because each one of them are missing something in their game that doesn't put them in that top echelon. The only player that's been in that top echelon to where you think like, yeah, that's that guy, is KD. Why? Because he proved it. Okay, so what if they get drumming? Then what? Well, we already discussed this. No, I'm saying. If they but, get but drumming, what, they're, they're the champions. But so they would be, so he would have more help if they get drumming. If they get drumming, I mean, that's kind of hard to dispute that, you know. But I, 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 I just don't think everybody like, oh, he, he. He had more help than LeBron. No, because when LeBron got there and had his little silly little press conference, talking about not one, not two, not three, he knew that he was going to turn Miami into a a conglomerate, and they were not going to be stopped. Well, see, I think this is a topic that should be discussed again after the season because the Nets are going to get some help. Just don't know who. They're going to get some help, so just don't know who them boys are going to be. So I think it's something we should come back to when the season over with and discuss it because it's going to happen, and he's going to have more help. They're going to have more help than LeBron. Okay. And you know, I say this every every episode. I'm not the biggest LeBron fan, but I ain't gonna I ain't gonna be no hater, not calling you a hater. But oh, I'm gonna get called a hater. <laughs> I'm just but saying. I just don't like the hypocrisy in a lot of stuff. You know what I'm saying? 
feel you, man. Uh, hey, LeBron can't do no wrong. Somebody else get KD is not up and up in the ante on getting the, the super team. He's out super teaming LeBron, who started the super team phenomenon. But now, if you saying during LeBron time in Miami, if he had the most help, I mean he had a whole bunch of sharpshooters. He and had Ray a, Allen come he, along. He, yeah, he had uh what, Mike Miller. I, Mike I, Miller I, I said he was. A, I said he was a scrub, but he ain't. But. They gave them that three-point shooting Eddie Eddie Jones did. Yeah. Shane Battier gave him that defense. Udonis Haslam gave him that defense. Now, if we talking about his time in Miami, okay, that's something different. So, again, this, this will have to be something we touch on later on or whatever. Okay. All right, with the surprise team that we have named, uh, the Utah Suns and the Knicks, um, will they keep pace and who – will be the most who will have the most power out of these three teams that we that we mentioned do they have the power to knock out off a a team that everybody thought that was going to be there do the suns have enough power to knock off the lakers do utah have enough power to knock off the lakers do these knicks have enough power to knock off one of the top three teams not brooklyn but can they can they beat milwaukee can they beat a Boston? Can they beat one of those upper mid-level teams in the East other than Brooklyn? Because I don't think nobody's in the East being Brooklyn. So I'll go ahead and say the West is way more harder to predict than the East. And I think you can agree. Yep. I think the Knicks, they'll do good by just Making the playoffs, and it's and it's finally giving that franchise some hope that hey maybe they didn't came out the dark ages of their franchise, and it's starting to look good. But I don't see them making too much noise in the playoffs. No, nah, they not coming out the first round. They gonna be happy just just making it. Um, maybe if they if they get that number five, number six seed, and they play the Heat, I give them a chance. Cause I got them at number five. I got the Heat at number six. If they if they do that, I I give them a chance to get the you know against the Heat. But I don't. They don't get a chance against nobody else. I don't see it. But they'll be happy just to make the playoff. So that's like their first step. So next season will be their second step of getting another star to play with Randall. Right. So I don't think they're gonna make too much noise. Now, when it comes to teams like Utah and the Suns. Yeah, I think they can knock somebody off that were, that we thought were going to challenge the Lakers, like the Clippers. I could see Utah giving Clippers some trouble. I could see the Suns giving who else was supposed to be up there with the Lakers? Denver. Yeah, I could see I could see a lot of that. The West is so hard up right now that, like we just said in the, in the last topic of this episode, one move can change the whole landscape mm-hmm. of the playoffs. So we'll see, you know, um I, I think the the clip the Clippers and the, the, the big the best matchup for Phoenix will be the Clippers. I think Phoenix can beat the Clippers. And I think Utah can beat the Lakers. It just dang every Ooh. time I every time I wanna say that it's like I wanna be like never mind because I'm thinking about a seven game series. I just and I and, I just, and, I just and for know. me it depends on the health of uh, AD. Of, of AD. Now if AD ain't coming back hundred percent. Oh, they can yeah. beat him. 
Make them beat them. But if they end up getting drumming and 80 not 100%, you got an 80 for 85%, I'm still taking the Lakers go to the finals. But um, I can see Phoenix giving Clippers hell. I think that's a good matchup. That's a great matchup, actually. I can see them giving them hell. But other than that, it's, it's like you said, the West is, is really is, wide open. Yeah, like, you, you just you don't know. We know when the East is going to be either Philly or, or or the Nets. We know that. Right it's, now, it's, it's, it's Brooklyn all the way. Because yeah. B, he hyperextended his knee. Thought he tore some, but they got it listed as a hyperextension. And, and that's why in, the, in our, like one of our first episodes, mm-hmm. I said, I can't count on Philly because he, he can't, can't stay, stay healthy. healthy. Yeah. He never stay healthy. Oh. That's why I can't count on Philly, man. I can't wait to talk to Marcus tomorrow, man, because he's just such a big Philly fan, and I'm even telling him, bro, he can't stay healthy. He just I, can't stay healthy. And I seen the injury. As soon as he came out, I was like, oh, man, I thought he tore something. I thought that was going to be it for the season. And it's the same story with Embiid. Plus, he don't get along with Simmons. So that's why I have Brooklyn coming out. Brooklyn, they look like they just having fun playing basketball. Yep. That uh, cohesiveness is already, you know, they look like they already have team chemistry. And it's just, they're going to be in the finals. And it's who, who they going to see in the West? That's 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 the, that's the thing. Nobody knows. The West is so confusing. But you know what team we not talking about? What team is that? It always pulls... They always pull this. Portland? Yes. <laughs> Every year, they always just sneak. Yeah, they did. They did them. make it to did they yeah. make it to the West Conference Finals last season. No, no I know they, that with they, Denver. They almost yeah, made they, it to the almost. West. Almost. But they always go under the under the rug. And then before you know it, bam. Dame have to show everybody what time it is. And Melo's playing good ball He's right playing now. great ball. I'm so yeah. happy for him, man. Yeah. I just don't see them beating Utah. Or Clippers. CJ still out, huh? Yeah. yeah. Or the Lakers. I don't see them beating them. Okay. Now, I, I, they can beat Denver and Phoenix. I think they can. But those top three teams, I don't see them. I don't see them beating them. Okay. So, that's why I'm not talking about it. We're going to see. We're definitely going to find out. If you like what you're listening to, comment and subscribe for more weekly episodes.